course, good morning on the West Coast and a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dias, broadcasting and podcasting live from the studio of eloquentonline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. This is the Power Performance Podcast, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? It seems odd that, you know, if you told me 12 years ago when we started this podcast, and 20 years ago when I started my banking career, that one day I'd be talking about cannabis banking. I might not have believed you, but cannabis banking and cryptocurrency, I think, are the two big trends that you really need to pay attention to out there in the banking marketplace. And since we started doing our Sunday on Monday show, the best show about cannabis banking that you can listen to any day of the week with cannabis banking pioneer Sunday Seafried, well, naturally, I've been getting a lot of connections on LinkedIn from people that are involved in the cannabis industry. And so today we've got a young man named Peter Sue who's going to be joining us. Um, met him online, got to talk to him off the air and thought, man, this would be such a great gentleman to have on the show. And so that's what we're going to do today. We were going to have Neil Reynolds on the show this week, but he has a very interesting background as a place kicker at Auburn University. And I thought, well, what if the Super Bowl ends with a field goal or a missed field goal? Uh, I think it'd be more fun to have Neil on after the Super Bowl. So we're going to have Peter today and Neil Reynolds with BankMarketingResourceCenters.com next week. And so I'm looking forward to talking to Peter. Very interesting guy uh, like me. It's always great to have a fellow Army veteran on the show. And so we're going to go out to Long Island to talk to Peter and we're going to do it all right after this. For over 12 years, conference quality information without the rubber chicken dinner, without the show me your papers at the airport, and without the expense report, this is the Power Performance Podcast. I am in a New York state of mind. My pleasure to welcome to the Power Performance Podcast. His name is Peter Sue. Hey, Peter, how are you? Hey, Jason, that's good. How are you today? It is great to have you on the show. Absolutely. Always, always, always great to have a fellow Army veteran on the show. Tell us first, how did your Army career, how has it prepared you for your current professional life? Yeah, Jason, I think tremendously, uh, you know, and I'm sure you can speak to this as well. I think the Army teaches you, uh, or any military position really, teaches you a lot about, like, uh, teamwork, um, you know, trusting the people around you, uh, your brotherhood. <laughs> um, I think, and, you know, this is, this is underrated, but I think the idea of being mission-oriented, right? Like, you've been given a task, this is your mission. And you need to you need to do it, <laughs> and yeah. and in a, in a fairly literal sense, in some cases, you know, um, lives are depending on you. You know, um, yeah, they really and are. Yeah, you know, military. You know, in the army, in the army, they have that term, uh, fire and forget, right? Um, and, and I like to think of, <laughs> and, and I like to think about that that way, right? Like when I when I talk to, um, you know, perhaps my team members, I, I like to, I, I hope that we can go for this effect that, like, I can, you know, fire and forget. And I realize when you talk about work, fire and forget sounds, <laughs> has a different connotation. Mm-hmm. But what I mean is, here's the mission. Oh, I know what you mean. And, yeah, <laughs> go do it. 
Go do it. Yeah. yeah. It's a, I always tell people, if you've, if you've never served, you really, you really won't understand this, but the tactical aspect of the military comes down to these small little groups of what you call your army family doing their job, you know, yeah. really, really well. You mentioned mission-oriented. I've met so many people in this cannabis marketplace that are veterans who just, you know, testimonial to the fact that, hey, this cannabis stuff helped with my PTSD. It didn't have the side effects that some of the other things had. And they get into this because they're very, they're very grateful for that. Is that part of it with you? Have, you? have you heard the same things from the guys and the ladies that were OIF 1 and 2 in Afghanistan? They, they really had a lot of success with this product. Has that helped you kind of get more, you know, amped up about being in the cannabis marketplace? Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I didn't have that personal connection coming into the cannabis industry. Um, you know, um, I, I personally don't smoke. Um, I, I didn't necessarily have, like, friends that were like, oh, cannabis helped me out and PTSD right. and stuff like that. But but now that I'm in it and, and I'm talking to other people, yeah, that comes up a lot. And it, it definitely does make me feel good, right, like I'm doing something. You know, because, you know, in banking um, – there are days when, at the end of the day, you sort of feel like, well, did, did I accomplish anything? You know? <laughs> but, well, of course. Uh, but here, and, of course. I and, of course, feel that. it's so transactional. It's transactional. Yeah. You know, hey, I, yeah. I opened a CD. I opened a checking account. I called on some prospects. It is a very sales and service oriented, which is very different than mission oriented. Speaking about the banking, just your everyday bank. You look at a bank. You're driving by a bank down the main street. Conventional banking is complex enough regulations and compliance rules. If you don't think banking is not overregulated, ask yourself this question. Why are there instructions for the blind in Braille on the drive of ATM at many banks all across <laughs> the country? And of course, cannabis banking rules and regulations exponentially so with the regulations and the compliance ever-changing, evolving rules. Do you think cannabis banking is being over-regulated in 2021, rhetorical question alert. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Well, overregulated is probably not the right phrase, but um, it is heavily regulated. Um, heavily regulated, and, and that's probably better. And, and, yeah, yeah, and definitely, um, I don't know, uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of scrutiny, right? So, so I get, I, I get why it's hard. Right. Uh, big news for you. Um, tell us about this gig with a magazine everybody's heard of, Rolling Stone Magazine. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, uh, so I am on the Rolling Stone's Cannabis Culture Council, um, mm. which, um, you know, it, it essentially Rolling Stone's very sort of a cultural-based, uh, pop culture sort of magazine. Um, and right. they have these, you know, councils where – uh, I guess the industry term is tastemakers and influencers. <laughs> um, of course, well, yeah. And, and, <laughs> um, and I guess the basic premise is, you know, we 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 can put up articles that that Rolling Stones will will uh, perhaps will publish, assuming they like it. Um, so yeah, yeah, we, I, I look forward to putting out, you know, ho hopefully <laughs> insightful content that uh, you know your perhaps your audience will will find insightful. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I'm a Gen Xer. I grew up you know, reading Rolling Stone, and, you know, we didn't have bookstores back in the day where you could go read it for free. You had to go buy it. You go buy it at the music store, you know, at the, <laughs> even at the 7-Eleven sometimes you could find. You could find Rolling Stone. And when I was in the Army, I read it all the time in the late 1980s. People, 
people, you know, a generation today really can't imagine what it's like. You would hear a song on the radio, and you would step to hope the DJ said who the artist was and what the song was called. So you could go to the record store and see if they had a single or, or the album or whatever. You couldn't just Google it or hold your phone up and Spotify it <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, through all of it, you know, Rolling Stone, I, I think that's great. And I know, I, you know people say, well, music, is because, music has become so politicized. Music was always political. Music was always a vehicle for expressing yeah. opinions and points of view and stuff like that. But I do believe, I do believe Rolling Stone is an indispensable part of our American journalistic, you know, feature magazine kind of tapestry, and certainly as it relates to music. One last thing on this, uh, because I realized when I put this question to you that I'm part of the problem. I host a cannabis banking show once a month, and I still struggle with the stigma of it. You know, I always use cannabis. I've never used the M word as I refer to it, and still haven't, and still haven't. How do we get past that, Peter? Oh, I think with any stigma, um, it it, it takes generations, you know, to to kind of get over that. Um, You know, funny thing, in in English, uh, and I'm sorry for for the audience that can't see me, uh, I'm Chinese. So in English, you have the word drug, which could be medicinal or narcotic. In Chinese, in Mandarin anyway, we have the word drug, which is medicine, and we have the word, the, the word we use for narcotics is poison. <laughs> so, so talk about, you know, power of words and stigma. We, you grow up referring to, let's say, marijuana, right, as Say as that poison. again? The word, the word for like, pharmaceuticals, what's the word in Mandarin? So, so you have the word drug, right, in English, which can be used as, you know, medicinal, or it could be a narcotic, right? You don't necessarily know. If I right, said, yeah, oh, I took yeah, some yeah, drugs, 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 yeah. You don't, you, you don't know if I meant aspirin or cocaine. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, exactly. But, or fentanyl, or <laughs> yeah. But, but in Chinese, we have the word uh, uh, drug, which is medicine, right? And the word that we use to to describe narcotic or illicit drugs is actually poison. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you talk about stigma, right? So, so that's the question. Well, think about that stigma. Like, you know, in China, yeah. you get executed for having, for having cannabis. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's it. You know, I, I think, honestly, we've come a long way in the last, you know, 20 oh. years, let's say. Um, and um, I, I don't know if you've read, read this book uh, called The Tipping Point, and, and they talk about that statistically. Oh, yeah, like many how, years ago. Malcolm Gladwell, yeah. right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. And, and I can see that. And look, now uh, um, in America, right, more than 50 percent of the states have some sort of illegal cannabis banking program. Mississippi, Mississippi, as an example, a state that a lot of people forget about. Mississippi just made it legalized it for medicinal use, which seems to be the chronology. A state, a state makes it legal for medicinal use, then it's available for recreational use, and then the state gets all the tax revenue and goes, why didn't we think of this 20 years ago? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I recently posted this on the on my LinkedIn um, Talking about so in in uh, two states now in 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 Illinois and now recently in Massachusetts, the taxes that the state collects, yeah. yeah, has just exceeded that of alcohol. Now I was looking at it more as a as a raw data point, right? Like, hey, look, marijuana taxes now exceed that of alcohol. But someone pointed out, you know, the irony of us sort of cheering something like that on, right? Because um, you know, hey, there was prohibitions, right? <laughs> Which is still yeah. technically ongoing, right? And now we're actually cheering exactly. for the state collecting taxes <laughs> from cannabis. <laughs> yeah.
I saw that post. Both, you know, I'm a Texan born and bred, but both my parents were born in Fall River, Massachusetts. That's where I spent my summers in my youth, in my beloved southern New England. Hey, before we let you go, Peter, first of all, I'm really looking forward to the Rolling Stone thing. I hope you'll send me links and things if you have stuff that is published and things that are published about the, the council that you're, you're sitting on. Before that, you go, well, it's okay. It's just a fun question, question a curious question. What, what was your job in the Army? I think you were involved with Army Aviation, correct? I was, yeah. Uh, it, it's, sometimes when I tell people, they, they kind of look at me like, seriously? <laughs> so, I was, <laughs> so back then, the designation was known as the 68 Bravo, um, so aircraft power plant repair, uh, which means turbine engines. I, I used to, you know, take apart, install turbine engines. <laughs> uh, for which helicopter? Uh, well, uh, I was purely an engine person, so it really didn't matter. But yeah, but the unit that I was, the, the, the units that I was in was mostly Blackhawks uh, and Chinook. Ah, yes. I was hoping you were going to say that. The venerable, <laughs> the venerable Blackhawk helicopter. Huge, just so our, right? audience, our audience can know. Um, did you get a chance to fly on them much? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we had to. That yeah. was part of the idea. You fix it, yes. you fly. It, it, it is, it is. It is not like flying on an airplane, is it? It is so much cooler. Yeah, very loud, though. <laughs> it is very loud. It's very loud. I always kind of laugh when I see those in war movies and the guys are talking to each other. You cannot hear yourself under, <laughs> under, that, prop, <laughs> under that prop blast. It is, it is very, very loud. And then finally, finally, because the show is called The Power of Performance, and in keeping with the Rolling Stone gig that you've got going on, uh, when, when Peter puts on the jams and listens to, to music, what kind of music do you like? Um, you know, this is going to sound uh, um, a little lame, but, but I do uh, karaoke. <laughs> so I listen to a lot. <laughs> uh, uh, so so I, I like, you know, these power ballads. <laughs> what are some of your favorite bands? Oh, um, you know, I, I, I do a lot of uh, uh, Mandarin music, Chinese music, um, so I, I, I'm not sure that you would recognize his names, unfortunately. Well, but if you ever get up to New York, if you ever get up to New York, I'll take, I'm taking you out for some karaoke. And I would love that. I would love that more than anything. And as I always tell people, music is the ultimate multi-generational, multi-cultural language of our shared humanity. And right here on the 50-inch monitor in the studio of eloquentonline.net, I've already Googled Mandarin music. His name is Peter <laughs> Sue. He is a senior vice president at GreenCheck. Verified Peter, once again, thank you so much for your time, and thank you for joining us on the Power Performance Podcast. Thank you, Peter. Great show. That was so much fun. This show Great talking to Peter. If you want to find out more about his company, the website is embedded right there in the episode description. And if you have a team in the Super Bowl this weekend, good luck. It is the Chinese year of the Tiger that may bode well for the Cincinnati Bengals. As a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, I'm just glad that there's no team in the Super Bowl this weekend that can tie or surpass the six Super Bowls by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, I know New England is right there as well. Thank you so much for listening to the Power Performance Podcast, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, 
Would you leave the audience wanting more? Going to keep talking about this cannabis banking. I'm telling you, between that and cryptocurrency, this really is a big deal. Didn't see this one coming, by the way. Uh, I don't think I'd ever used cannabis and banking in the same sentence when I was speaking professionally for over 12 years. But hey, the rumor has become the reality, both in cannabis banking and cryptocurrency. And we're going to keep talking about all of it. Again, thank you for listening. My name is Jason Dyes, and until next we speak, we'll talk to you all next week. Take care. The chills that you spill up my back keep me filled with satisfaction when we're done. Satisfaction of what's to